welcome to This Week in Video Games, episode 67. My name's Tom Kershaw, and this is a podcast all about the world of video games. So this week, I've been looking ahead to 2021 and some of the biggest and best titles we got coming up. I've also been playing a great indie title called If Found, one of 2020's most interesting games in this touching interactive novel. I've got my hands on Monster Hunter Rise, which is coming out for Nintendo Switch in March, and I also look into the crystal ball for gaming in 2021. So it's a busy show. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show, everyone. I hope you're well and you've had a great start to 2021. So far, so good here. And this week, I'm going to be looking ahead to some of my most anticipated games of 2021. 2020 was a pretty good year in terms of games and new consoles and this year hopefully we're going to start to see the next generation titles coming out. We didn't really get much of that at the end of 2020 with true next gen titles with Demon's Souls probably being the exception to the rule. As well as the most anticipated games I'll get into my 2021 predictions as well as have a look back at 2020 and see how I did. Well, I wanted to say a massive thank you to the MinMax crew for talking about this week in video games throughout December and early January on their podcast and their YouTube channel. A big thanks to Jeff Mackey of Father, Leo Vader, Anna Diaz, and of course, Ben Hansen. So thank you very much, MinMax crew. Right, well, that is enough intro waffle from me, and let's get into what I've been playing this week. Well, this week, I've been playing a lot of Genshin Impact, having gotten into that over the holidays. And if you follow any of my stuff on YouTube, then you'll have seen a few videos about that. And if you haven't checked out This Week in Video Games YouTube channel, then please do. Genshin Impact is really, really good fun, and I'm enjoying my time with it so far, and I haven't been drawn into spending any money on it yet. I do have a video up on YouTube going through some first impressions, and is it worth playing? So if you're interested in Genshin Impact, then give it a shot. I've also been playing If Found this week, a really, really cool indie title, and I'll get into my review of that later on in the show. And I've also been playing Monster Hunter Rise, as a demo has been released this week on Nintendo Switch, and that one is coming out towards the end of March, and this is a follow-up to Monster Hunter World. So it's really, really cool, and if you're on the fence about this one, then you can download that demo for free. Well, first up this week, let's get into my most anticipated games of 2021. So 2021 is here and it comes with a whole bunch of new games to be excited about in this calendar year. And I imagine this year we're going to see a lot of cross-generation games as Sony and Microsoft have recently released their new consoles and probably don't want to leave their huge customer bases behind. However, hopefully in amongst the big AAA releases, we're going to see some interesting and exciting indie offerings this year too. Well, let's dive into the games I'm most excited about for 2021. And first up, we've got Monster Hunter Rise, and Monster Hunter is coming home to Nintendo Switch after a very successful outing on PC and last-gen consoles with Monster Hunter World and Iceborne. So Monster Hunter is an action RPG, and it's all about slaying huge monsters and then forging armour and weapons out of their remains, then doing it all over again to fight bigger monsters. So Capcom have added some nice new features this time, including the wire bug, which is like a grappling hook, and you can use that pretty much anywhere. Palamutes have also been added, which is a new canine mount that you can ride around on and use to traverse the environment at speed. Palamutes also help out in combat, which comes in really, really handy. 
And there is a demo out there available for Nintendo Switch right now, so if you're interested in this game, then download it for free and check it out. So the release date on this one is the 26th of March 2021, and it's coming out for Nintendo Switch. Next up, we've got 12 Minutes, and 12 Minutes is described as an interactive thriller about a man trapped in a time loop. So it's got a great A-list cast with Daisy Ridley, Willem Dafoe, and James McAvoy on board, so they're spared no expense when it comes to the actors. So you play the husband in the game, and you're having a romantic night in with the wife. Unfortunately, the cops break down your door, accuse your wife of murder, and then beat you to death. So you're brought back to life to relive the moment the cops break in and you have to break the 12 minute time loop leading up to your death. And the game is played from a top down perspective and looks to be one of the year's most interesting entries. So this one doesn't have a release date yet and it's going to be available on Xbox Series X and PC. Next up we've got Horizon Forbidden West and Aloy is back in one of the most anticipated sequels coming to PlayStation. So picking up from where Horizon Zero Dawn left off, Aloy again has to explore, fight bigger machines and meet new tribes in the land of Horizon. So life on Earth is rapidly approaching another extinction and no one really knows why and together with old friends Aloy must piece together the clues and hopefully save the day. The initial trailer for the PS5 reveal looked great and it's definitely one of the best looking games we've seen. We thought this might be a PS5 exclusive, but this one is going to be available across platforms on the PS4 and the PS5. And this is another huge open world and it looks like we've got some new mechanics in there too, including underwater swimming. And there's definitely going to be some new and bigger monsters to fight in this game and this is one of 2021's most anticipated games. Again, we don't have a release date yet and this one is going to be made available for the PS4 and the PS5. Next up we've got Halo Infinite and this one was originally scheduled for November 2020 to be launched alongside the Xbox Series S and X and you can still see Master Chief on the promotional material for the new Xbox console range but unfortunately Halo Infinite needed a little bit more time in the oven and was pushed back to holiday 2021 and after what happened with Cyberpunk 2077 last year that is probably a wise move. So Master Chief is back this time round and the trailer depicted a Halo world which is much more like Halo Combat Evolved than Halo 5. So 343 Studios also announced that multiplayer would support 120 FPS and would be free to play for all players when it releases, which is probably a good move considering the competition it faces from games like Fortnite, Warzone, Apex Legends and Destiny. There's definitely not much room for error in there. So early feedback from fans wasn't great when it was initially shown, so hopefully a little bit more time in development will definitely help. I'm not sure if this is going to be the last chance saloon for Halo, but we are approaching that territory for sure. All the same, having spent much of my early 20s playing Halo 2 and 3, I'm definitely excited for this one. So we've got a release date of fall 2021, and it's going to come out on the Xbox and the PC. Next up we've got Hollow Knight Silksong, and Silksong is the follow-up to 2017's Hollow Knight. Originally planned as DLC, this turned into a full-on sequel. Hollow Knight is perhaps the gold standard of action-adventure platforming games, and is developed by Team Cherry. This time round we follow the new protagonist Hornet, and there's plenty of new enemies to fight, over 150 in fact, and there's new moves and abilities to learn, as well as new friends to make along the way. Silksong has a huge weight on its shoulders to live up to in terms of Hollow Knight, however the team have taken their time and haven't been too forthcoming with many details. Again we've got a release date of TBC and this one is coming to Nintendo Switch and PC. 
Next up, we got Ratchet & Clank, A Rift Apart, and this one blew everyone away when it was first shown at the PlayStation Games unveiling back in the latter parts of 2020. So Ratchet & Clank seamlessly jump in and out of worlds in seconds, showing off the power of the PlayStation 5. The textures and the graphics shown off in the trailers had everyone coming away from the showcase excited about this game. So this one is being developed by Insomniac Games, part of the PlayStation Studios family, and this blends action, 3D platforming, plus a range of crazy and over-the-top weapons, and the key feature of this game is the ability to jump between dimensions. So it looks absolutely fantastic and can't wait for this one. Again, this one doesn't have a release date yet, but this one is coming for the PlayStation 5. Next up, we've got Solar Ash, and this is the second game from Heart Machine, creators of 2016's game Hyperlight Drifter. So players will find a surreal, vivid and highly stylized world filled with high-speed traversal, endearing characters and massive enemy encounters. So this one is another beautiful looking game. Hyperlight Drifter was a sleeper hit of 2016 and one of the best games of that year. And it was also really, really hard. So looking forward to seeing more details about this one, hopefully coming very, very soon. The release date on this one is TBC, but this one is coming for the PlayStation 4 and the PlayStation 5. Next up, we've got Kenner Bridge of Spirits. And this was another one that caught the eye during the summer showcase of new games in 2020. Kenner Bridge of Spirits is a story-driven action-adventure game set in a charming world with fast-paced combat. You play as Kenner, a young spirit guide traveling to a village in search of a sacred mountain shrine. So as Kenner, you gather a team of spirits known as the Rot, and you have to enhance your companion's abilities, create new ways to manipulate the environment, and uncover secrets in a lush, overgrown forest. Gameplay looks focused around team building, exploration, and combat, and this game's art style and music look and sound absolutely amazing. Again, we don't have a release date on this one, but this one is coming to PC via the Epic Game Store and for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. And finally, we've got my most anticipated game of 2021, and this one is New World. And this one is an MMO coming from Amazon Game Studios. So it's a game I got my hands on in 2020 and took part in one of their public alpha tests. This one is an MMO, but with a more traditional action battle system. And the game is set in the mid-1600s, and players colonise a fictional land modelled after colonial America. So I didn't really expect much going in, but I really, really enjoyed my time with the game. You start out as a character with nothing, washed up on a beach, and zombie-like creatures roam the lands, which feature as the main PvE, which feature as the main PvE element to the game. There's massive PvP battles they can take place too, as well as guilds, cities, trading and crafting. The difference maker though is most likely the action combat in the game. So as I mentioned, I played an early alpha build where it's still a little bit rough around the edges. However, I think with a little bit more polish, testing and user feedback, this one could be really, really big. And this one is being released as a paid for release MMO, which means no subscription for the time being. So this was originally set to release in 2020, however was delayed a couple of times with Amazon being burnt by their other release, Crucible, which went from released back into beta and then to cancelled in a matter of weeks. So this one is coming out in May 2021 and it's going to be originally released on PC. Well there are some of the games that I'm looking forward to most in 2021. There's a couple of games I'd like to mention too, being Breath of the Wild 2 and Elden Ring. 
However, it's not certain at this stage that Breath of the Wild 2 is coming, even though this year is Zelda's 35th anniversary, and I'm sure Nintendo have something big up their sleeve for that. And after a fairly chilled 2020, it'd be great to see Nintendo coming back with one of their biggest franchises. An Elden Ring is another one I'd love to see, but I imagine this one is probably a few years off yet, more like a 2022 or 2023 game. I'd be happy if I was proved wrong, but I think the latest offer from From Software is much more likely in 2022 or later. Well, let me know down in the comments what you think of my most anticipated games, or get in touch with me through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash This Week in Video Games, and I'll read out your question or your comment on next week's show. So talking about Patreon, to support This Week in Video Games content, check out patreon.com forward slash This Week in Video Games for benefits like joining the community discussion, early access and exclusive content, content votes and also YouTube and podcast shoutouts. I've also got a merch store which includes t-shirts and all kinds of other This Week in Video Games stuff, so check out the links down in the description or the show notes for that. You know, watching the videos or listening to the podcast and interacting down there in the comments is much more than enough. But if you want to support This Week in Video Games further, then you can do through Patreon and Teespring. Check out the links down below for more information. Well, that is enough plugging for me at the moment. And next up, I've got my review of If Found. So If Found is an emotional journey through the pages of Cassio's journal, which looks back at growing up in Ireland in the 90s. This is a powerful indie game, which is relatively short, but one of the most impactful narrative experiences I've had with video games. If Found is full of beautiful illustrations that will help visualise our trip through Cassio's memories together with a simple and elegant interaction model that reveals the story wonderfully well. The game is played from Cassio's perspective and we're there with her looking back through the pages of a journal at various memories. The main interaction is with an eraser, unveiling the new elements of the story and sometimes painful memories. There are arguments with the family members, but also happy times too, including concerts with friends. The interactions with the screen, they're simple, but really, really effective in revealing the story, but also filled with emotion as Cassio tries to forget. The gameplay in If Found is simple, and you control the eraser with the controller or the mouse and simply swipe across the screen, removing the image story from the above to reveal the layer below. And Cassio is interested in the stars and returns home to Akil Island, which is a small town off the coast of Ireland. Cassio is back from university, having moved to Dublin for further education, but she's back for a month, and Cassio's journal is full of memories from the past, characters like parents and friends, but also places too. The art style of the game is really hand-drawn, like ink on the page, and it gives you a sense like you're looking through an actual journal of a real person. It's really emotive, it's realistic, and it's bound to move you. The journal starts on December the 3rd, however, we're looking back at the last 28 days and erasing pages. It's not entirely clear why this is happening, why we get to look back through the past pages with Cassio. You know, is she trying to forget, or is there something else? There's plenty of painful moments as you erase the pages of the journal, but there's also wonderful moments too with support from friends and family. It's a story of a queer girl trying to find her place in the world and processing the emotions and understanding where to go next. 
There's two parallel narratives in the game, with Cassiopeia slowly drifting towards a black hole, and Cassio dealing with her own metaphorical black hole after arguments with her family. Cassio is home for a while, but old arguments and points of conflict with her family have reared their ugly head once again, with Cassio's mother asking what the plans are after university, why she's dressed like that, and other intrusive questions which push Cassio into an emotional state. It's at this point in the game I found myself looking back at my own life and these conversations with family. And if you knew what you were doing when you were going into your early 20s, then congratulations. I remember having a rough idea, going to university, my whole life turned upside down with new people, new hierarchies and new directions. And I always knew I had to get out of my small little town into the wider world. But once I did, I didn't really know what to do next. Now, years later, I somehow made it through that confusing mess of a time. But I can't really tell you how I did it. It was a roller coaster for sure. If Found has me reflecting on my own time and my own journey, even though it's not exactly the same story, and that is the power of this game. It managed to draw an emotional response from me, and in a world where many games have you shooting or exploring, jumping or puzzling, this game had me simply erasing. That simple interaction together with the narrative was enough to draw a very powerful emotional response, one which I won't be forgetting for a long time to come. The game isn't a long one, roughly two hours from start to finish, but it's unique, touching and definitely a memorable experience. It's a visual novel style game where the interactions are slow and simple, so if you're used to action games then you're going to have to prepare yourself for a slower pace and the different style of gameplay. Annapurna Interactive tend to be deliberate with their publishing, which includes other great games such as I Am Dead, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Florence and of course Kentucky Route Zero and If Found is a worthy contender amongst these great games. The reason for Erasing is revealed just before the end of the story, and the dual narratives of Cassio plus the mysterious black hole join up together in a very satisfying ending that I won't spoil, and it's something to be experienced for yourself. I definitely recommend If Found. It's one of 2020's most unique and touching stories, told through the video game's medium with a subtle touch. So the developer was Dreamfeel, it was published by Annapurna Interactive, released for PC, Mac, iOS and Nintendo Switch, and it originally released on the 19th of May 2020. Well that is it for my review of If Found, and let me know what you thought of If Found by getting in contact through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thisweekinvideogames, and you can join up for as little as $2, which is less than a cup of coffee. Well, next up, I've got my first impressions of Monster Hunter Rise. There is a demo available out on Nintendo Switch's online store at the moment. So I do a series called Watchlist where I highlight interesting games that are one to watch for 2021. And Monster Hunter Rise is definitely added to my watchlist. Monster Hunter is coming back to a handheld device with its next release called Monster Hunter Rise. And the Monster Hunter franchise is becoming one of Capcom's most successful franchises. And in March, it's coming to Nintendo Switch. And it's got some cool new abilities, features, and also monsters to battle. Monster Hunter World was the first outing on modern consoles, and it was wildly successful on PS4 and PC. 
The monsters and the world were realised in incredible detail, and the whole game was one of the best looking on last gen machines. And it was a serious upgrade to the game that's been previously a mainstay on portable consoles like the PSP and Nintendo handheld consoles of the past. The Nintendo Switch never got Monster Hunter World, but now it's got something even better than that, and it's the next mainline entry to the Monster Hunter franchise with Monster Hunter Rise. And even better, there's a demo available right now to download for free on Nintendo Switch, so you can check it out before the end of March release date. So there's some new features here with Monster Hunter Rise, including a wire bug, which is a grappling hook, and you can use that whenever you want. Given it's a bug, it can spawn in midair, meaning you can use it on demand, which is great as it gives you a boost to movement speed and your capabilities. And there's also canine mounts too in the game, which make it nice and easy to speed across the environments. Overall, the movement in the game feels fantastic and feels like an upgrade over the Monster Hunter World and Iceborne games. As always, with Monster Hunter games, there's an array of weaponry to use and master, as well as returning and new monsters to battle. So if you're new to the series, like I was with Monster Hunter World, then you may be surprised to the in-depth nature of the game. There's a lot to it, and it can feel overwhelming at times, with the weapons, the armour, and the various levelling up and the new abilities. However, get past that initial learning curve, and within lies a very satisfying gameplay loop, filled with exciting moments as you battle monsters, craft weapons and armour from their remains. So the graphics and performance have been a question since the reveal trailer. Given the hardware limitations of the Nintendo Switch compared to something like PS4 or PC, then it was never going to look as crisp as World. However, it is a massive improvement on Monster Hunter Generations, a former 3DS version of Monster Hunter that was upgraded for Nintendo Switch. This game feels like a brand new Monster Hunter crafted for Nintendo Switch by Capcom with all the bells and whistles you'd expect from the franchise plus some nice new unique features too. The visuals are impressive for a hybrid handheld console and the performance definitely feels smooth. The big improvement in this version is the lack of loading screens between zones which has been a mainstay of the previous handheld versions. The monsters and your playable character have great detail, but you can spy some of the backgrounds and environments that have had the detail cut back a little bit for Nintendo Switch capabilities. And I don't really mind this so much, so as long as the monsters look good and I look good in battle, then I'm a happy man. And there had to be compromises somewhere and this feels like quite a good balance. The demo has a couple of quests and some training areas. It's not huge, and you don't get a full handle on the progression the full game provides, but it does give you a taste of the action. Plus, it's free to try, so if you've got a Nintendo Switch, then I definitely think it's well worth trying out. I imagine long-term fans of the series will be snapping up their copies and pre-ordering right away, but if you're on the fence, I'd say try out the demo and see what you think. So the full game is set for release on the 26th of March 2020 and this one is going to be a great addition to Nintendo Switch libraries and it will be a perfect game to take out on the move when we can all do that again. So you can check out the demo on Nintendo eShop today. Well that is it for my look at Monster Hunter Rise and why it's been added to the watchlist. Next up let's have a look at the all platform charts. So at number 10 this week, we've got new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. That's up 10 places from last week's number 20. At number 9 this week, it's Grand Theft Auto 5, up 2 places from last week's number 11. Number 8 this week, it's Super Mario 3D All-Stars, up 1 place from last week's number 9. 
Number seven this week, it's Minecraft, up three places from last week's number ten. And number six this week, it's Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, and that is down one place from last week's number five. Number five this week, it's Just Dance 2020, up two places from last week's number seven. And at four this week, it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla, down two places from last week's number two. Number three this week, it's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, up one place from last week's number four. And number two this week, it's FIFA 21, down one place from last week's number one. And back in at number one this week, it's Animal Crossing New Horizons, up two places from last week's number three. And Animal Crossing continues to be an absolute hit for Nintendo, so congratulations to everyone involved in the game. Well that is it for the charts this week, and next up I've got some 2021 predictions. So it's time to have a look ahead at 2021 through a video game lens and make some predictions as to what may happen. You know, will 2021 be as unpredictable as 2020? Oh, I certainly hope not. But I'm going to review my 2020 predictions and then have a look ahead at 2021. So let's have a quick review of 2020. And my 2020 predictions were, so Nintendo 64 comes to Nintendo Switch Online. Unfortunately, I didn't get that one right. So I did predict streaming services growth, and there definitely was some growth, but in ways I couldn't have predicted at all with the global pandemic. And Xbox Game Pass had an absolutely stonking year. I don't think PlayStation Now did really well, or the service from NVIDIA. I definitely think Xbox Game Pass had a good year, so I'll give myself a tick for that one. Next up, I predicted many Nintendo Switch remakes, and we didn't get too many remakes this year. So specifically, I was thinking about Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, although we did get remakes of Super Mario Bros. 64, Sunshine and Galaxy, and also Pikmin 3, so I'm probably on the fence about that one. Next up, I predicted that Xbox would have a better launch than PlayStation, and what was I thinking? PlayStation absolutely knocked Xbox out of the park. Though we don't have any official figures, this one is just hearsay at the moment, but from what I gather, PlayStation had a much better launch than the Xbox Series X. Next up, I predicted a launch for Breath of the Wild 2, and unfortunately I was wrong with that one, but hopefully they're going to come back this year with the Zelda 35th anniversary. Next up, I predicted Google Stadia was going to get a rework, and I think it went for free, although you still have to buy the games, and I still think Google Stadia is a bit of a confusing mess, but it got a rework, so I'll give myself a tick for that one. Next, I said a big tech company would come in and buy Discord, so I didn't get that one right. And I also predicted a Game Boy Classic released by Nintendo, although we didn't really see much from Nintendo last year, apart from Animal Crossing New Horizons. Although, to be honest, they didn't really have to do anything this year because Animal Crossing was such a hit. Hopefully, we will still see a Game Boy Classic sometime in the future, but it wasn't there in 2020. Next up was another good one with Horizon Zero Dawn 2 being revealed and we got the Horizon Forbidden West reveal back there in August or September so I'll give myself a tick for that one. And then finally this was a bit of an out there one so Microsoft buying Sega. I didn't quite predict correctly here so Microsoft did make a big acquisition by buying Zenimax with Bethesda and all their various studios so I was a little bit wider the mark for this prediction. But Microsoft did push the boat out and make a massive acquisition, so I'm looking forward to see what Bethesda and Microsoft do in 2021. So in terms of the correct ones there, so I predicted the streaming services growth, Horizon Zero Dawn 2, so it looks like I got a measly 2 out of 10. Well hopefully, I'm going to do better in 2021. So talking of 2021, let's jump into the predictions. So first up, Nintendo announces a Switch 2, 
So rumours have been swirling for a while now about an improved Nintendo Switch. It seems like a good time to release a console given it's upcoming on its fourth anniversary. So Nintendo Switch originally came out on the 3rd of March 2017. And 2020 was a huge year for Nintendo Switches, so it took home the title of best-selling console for that year, largely helped by the wildly successful Animal Crossing, but also helped by Super Mario 3D All-Stars and the ever-present Mario Kart 8. A new console would likely see 4K resolution, Bluetooth connection, and also another new features too. Well, next up with prediction number two, again, it's Breath of the Wild 2, but this time it is Zelda's 35th anniversary. So yes, I predicted this in 2020, but this year makes so much more sense. So with the 35th anniversary, hopefully we're going to see the rumoured Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess ports to Nintendo Switch 2, as they were hits for the Wii U and some of the last games, and they are some of the last games to be ported over to the Nintendo Switch. As for Breath of the Wild 2, I'm much more confident in my prediction this time, and Nintendo had a relatively slow 2020 in terms of first-party releases, and here's hoping they've been working really hard during the lockdown and will have considerable Zelda news coming soon. So Zelda's 35th anniversary is on the 21st of February 2021, so all eyes are on that date. Breath of the Wild 2 is the dream announcement, and if this is going to happen, I would imagine it'll be towards the back end of the year, probably in time for Christmas. However, the last one did release on the 3rd of March 2017, so fingers crossed and we'll see what happens. Next up, I predict a social games boom, and with the success of games like Among Us and Lockdown still in full effect across the world, I expect copycats of Among Us and other social games to pop up in 2021. So as to whether they're going to be able to keep their momentum in 2021 is not yet clear, so games have proven to be the perfect way to keep in touch with friends, whether you're a fan of Jackbox Party, Warzone or Among Us. Fortnite was a huge success which essentially lifted everything from PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, but it did it better. And I think this year we're going to see something emulate Among Us and go on to top its popularity. Next up in the predictions, I've got Sony launches a competitor for Xbox Game Pass, and Sony arguably had a better launch with the PlayStation 5 than Microsoft had with the Xbox Series X. I don't have data to back this up, just judging from reports and podcasts I've consumed in the last two months or so since release. You know, Halo not being there for the Xbox launch was a massive dent in Microsoft plans, especially given there weren't any Xbox exclusives to play. So this year, I see Sony going after Xbox Game Pass, and the service from Microsoft is arguably the best value in video games at the moment, and Sony needs to compete on this level. Yeah, Sony did launch some great PS4 classics alongside the PS5 launch, including Bloodborne, Monster Hunter World, Last of Us Remastered, and Uncharted. And the future of games consumption is definitely contained within these services, so I think Sony is going to launch a new service by the end of 2021 to compete directly with Xbox Game Pass. And they've got another Sony-specific one next with Sony unveiling PSVR 2, and I believe they're going to announce, but not release, the follow-up to the PSVR unit with the PSVR 2. So VR has made huge leaps and bounds since the original PSVR a few years ago, and now players have a decent amount of computing power in their homes with the PSVR. And I can see Sony leveraging the power of the PS5 to provide an improved VR experience in the home. So the PSVR was good, but the definition was always lacking compared to the much more up-to-date PSVR units for PC. So the Oculus Rift 2 has shown the masses that VR can be affordable, so I expect Sony to follow suit. 
Next up, I've got E3 online, and E3 is going to be back, but not as we know it. So last year, Jeff Keighley stepped up with the Summer Games Festival, which in some ways was a success, but it did feel dragged out over a period of months. And I don't think we can get back to events anytime soon. And I think if E3 wants to survive, then it's going to have to evolve. And an all-digital E3 could be a good start. So there's still an appetite for a week or two packed full of game announcements. And I think we've got the ways and the means to deliver this event online. Another question is the games companies themselves. So Nintendo and Sony have established their events online when they want them to happen. You know, would they be interested in joining the party? It's hard to say, but I do think that E3 is going to have to evolve and do it quickly if they want to stay relevant in 2021. Well, next up, I've got a prediction. So Sora joins Smash Ultimate, and one of the most requested characters to join Smash is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. So Sora topped the poll recently amongst Japanese players, and given we've got a few characters left in the current Smash character pack, I am predicting that we see Sora in Smash before the end of the calendar year. Well, next up, I predict that Overwatch 2 is going to be released, so we haven't heard too much from Overwatch since their announcement regarding Overwatch 2 in 2019. And I believe that this one is going to be the year that we finally see Overwatch 2 released to the public. Next one is another out there one and a bit hopeful, so a Bloodborne remaster is going to be announced, and Bluepoint did such a great job with Demon Souls that I think they're going to turn their attention to a Bloodborne remaster, and that one will come out for PS5 and PC. So Bloodborne is such a beloved property from From Software and it's currently only available in the now legacy 30 frames per second. And Bloodborne is available on the PlayStation 5 via PS Plus library of PS4 classics. However, I think they're going to go one step further and provide a full remake. And finally, for my 2021 predictions, this one is a big one and Bungie is going to reveal matter. So Bungie has been working away for some time on their new IP, Matter, and I think that this is the year that they finally reveal their hand. In terms of what they reveal, I think it's going to be at least a trailer, but hopefully it'll be some gameplay too. Well, that is it for my 2021 predictions, and let me know what you think about those predictions, and also I'd love to hear your predictions too about what you think is going to happen in gaming in 2021, and get in contact with me through Patreon at patreon.com forward slash this week in video games where you can send in your questions and your comments for as little as two dollars a month so sign up to patreon and send in those comments and questions and i'll read them out on a future show well that is it for my predictions and next up let's have a look what we got coming up in the next few weeks So coming up in the next few weeks, on January the 14th, we've got a couple of games. So we've got MXGP 2020, that is coming out on the PS5. We've also got Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game, the complete edition. That one is coming out on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia and PC. Next up on January the 20th, we've got a big one. So it's Hitman 3, that's coming out on PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC. So that is a full house. And finally, in the next couple of weeks, we've got Ride 4, that's coming out on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, and that one is coming out on January 21st. Well, that is it for this week's show, and if you want to get involved in the show, then get in contact through patreon.com forward slash this week of video games, or check out the latest on the website. Send in your questions, your comments, and your video game stories. I'm always interested in hearing from you, and we'd love to read out your contributions on the show. More so available on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube and Instagram. So search This Week in Video Games on your favourite platform and join in that conversation. 
So thank you so much for listening, and for more This Week in Video Games content like this, subscribe on YouTube and share with a friend. To join our community, check out the Discord link in the description, and you can follow me on Twitter at TWIVG Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it useful, liking and sharing it would really help me out. Otherwise, check out the other podcasts in the feed. Thanks again, and I'll see you in a few days' time. Thank you.